Welcome to Today on Broadway for Halloween, Wednesday, October 31st, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. Isn't this uh, All Hallows Eve? I don't know, man. I, it, but, but I think people call it different things. I saw an article yesterday about what people call the 30th depend, changes depending on what part of the country they're in. I didn't care enough to actually look and see what those things were. But uh, yeah, sure. All Saints Day is tomorrow. That's my good Catholic school upbringing. All Saints Day. Holy Day of Obligation. Excellent. Excellent. My name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. So, Matt, uh, you're coming up. Are you bringing candy? Are you going to trick-or-treat on the plane? <laughs> no, I am actually going to see tonight, I'm going to see the 7 o'clock performance of uh, Ordinary Days from the Keen Company, and then I'm skedaddling from there over to the Green Room 42 for the first time I've ever been there, and I'm going to see the Skivvies Halloween show. So, oh, yes. Um, That's I'm great. sure there will be some candies there. I'm not wearing a co- – I haven't worn a costume since I was – in college and I dressed up as Superman. Um, we're not going to talk about that anymore though. Um, so I'm not gonna be wearing a costume, but I will be there, um, admiring all of the brave, uh, performers who not only dress up in a costume, but then take off their clothes, uh, at, uh, on Halloween with the skivvies down to their skivvies. Down, down to their skivvies. Down yes. to their skivvies. Uh, you know, uh, Broadway bears and the skivvies, uh, should, uh, get together there. I think they did one year. The one where they did the um, oh United Strips of America. I oh, think they yeah. featured performers, if I recall correctly. Not yeah. that I've watched. Not that I watch those videos on a regular basis on YouTube, James. <laughs> I don't. That's- All right. Uh, first up in the news: uh, To Kill a Mockingbird to offer discounted tickets to New York City students. Yeah, James Scott yep. Rudin. Giving tickets I, away? I know. It's kind of crazy. Ebenezer Scrooge, I, link by link? <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, yesterday the Scott Rudin produced show announced that it has partnered with the New York City Department of Education to make $10 tickets available to middle and high school students <laughs> throughout – you're laughing already – throughout the New York City public school system. The program will be available to student groups with a minimum of 12 students for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evening performances from March 12th through May 21st of 2019 and for Wednesday and Thursday matinee performances from March 6th through June 5th of 2019. The production also said that they will open up the program to schools from outside of New York City as well. We will have a link to the student group ticket page in the show notes. Of course, Aaron Sorkin's adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird begins performance at the Schubert Theater tomorrow in a performance that I do not have a ticket to. But I will be there on Friday instead. The show stars Jeff Daniels, Celia Keenan-Bolger, Gideon Glick, Stark Sands, Dakin Matthews, Latanya Richardson-Jackson, and more, and is directed by the one and only Bartlett Shear. James, I... I think as important as this novel is to many school age uh, kids in America, it was named um, uh, America's most beloved novel by a PBS initiative earlier this fall. Um, I think it's impressive for Rudin to step up and, and do this. It's interesting because we often think of Scott Rudin, like you said, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge, penny pinching, um, doing all those kind of things. But it is interesting because this is a play. It's not a musical, but it is slated as an open-ended run. So I think that there is a little bit of method to his madness in doing this um, to try to make sure that there are perhaps some more people in the theaters 
during the ever important Tony time since this is opening up in the fall. But overall, very, very nice move for uh, Mr. Rudin on this uh, on this one. Call me cynical, but okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I could envision this scene in my head where they say, uh, uh, "Mr. Rudin, no, we have the uh, New York City Chancellor on the phone. They want to see if they can get some students in to see uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, they want to pay ten dollars a ticket." And Rudin be like, "Can I get some parking spots out of this?" <laughs> so if, if Scott has, you know, VIP parking on 44th Street, then we'll know uh, that was the trade there. Right. So <laughs> seems worth it to me. I mean, but, you know, again, we we always talk about when productions do things that might negatively. Yeah, I, I guess negatively is the right word, negatively impact their bottom line, but do contribute to the opportunity to get the next generation of theater goers in to see high quality Broadway and off Broadway productions. So whatever the reason is, uh, I guess in, in, in situations like this, um, the, you know, the mean or the, uh, it, it justifies the beans, so to speak. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we have in the recommendation section? Okay. I've got three things for you. One, uh, James, did you stay up late last night um, or two nights ago, Monday night, and watch a very wicked Halloween on NBC? Uh, not unless uh, Rachel Maddow was doing it. No. No, different NBC channel. Uh, that's MSNBC. Um, overall, it was fine. It was a. Uh, it was I, saw, a very... I, I saw some YouTube videos of Ariana Grande and people making fun of her pronunciations of. Does she have any. Uh any consonants in her vocabulary well i actually tweeted about this i i I think that was the most consonants she's saying in (laughs) total since like the cast album of 13 um which isn't saying much but i you know she sounded good i you know a lot of the the lamestream media talked about how that was the best part of the entire night which isn't a very high hurdle to clear um except for the one other thing that I'm going to talk about. Um, so like she's getting a ton of praise, but she can't play Elphaba in a movie. Like she just, like she just can't anyway. Um, we'll have a, a link to the entire program in the show notes The to me, the highlight. And I think all theater fans, this was a highlight um, as, as, as well as the very last thing they did was they sang, uh, for good, which is kind of this sisterhood anthem from the show that has become Kristen Chenoweth, uh, a big part of her concerts. And they brought out a ton, as we talked about before, a ton of former Glendas and Alphabas. That was very special and very impressive. Um, so that was my favorite part. But anyway, we'll have a link to that. Then also yesterday, we got rehearsal footage from uh, New York City Center's upcoming concert, not concert, but benefit presentation of a chorus line. We see them doing Hello 12, Hello 13, Hello Love. Um, I, I I love a chorus line. It's this the fact that they're really they didn't really do anything interesting with the casting, which I don't know how you can kind of star cast this really. Um, and they're not and they're doing the same choreography from. Bobavian, Bobavian and and Bayork. A lot of people over on the BWW message boards are kind of not super excited about this because they think this show needs some new life breathed into it. But I every time I get a chance to see this, whether it's, you know, on Broadway or non-equity tour, I get excited. But, yeah, you know, 
to each his own. We'll have video of that in there. Um, but then finally, James, on Thursday night, I think there will be a lot of Broadway people that will be staying up late to catch James Corden, who will be having a special guest on the Late Late Show doing a carpool karaoke. That is the one, the only, Miss Barbara Streisand. <gasps> Shut the front uh, door. Uh, it's closed. Um, there's too many bugs if you leave the front door open here in Florida. But yes, they're doing a carpool karaoke with Barbara Streisand. I think it's interesting because she's driving. Like, does she just was oh. she not um, comfortable with his driving ability? But anyway, so they give you just a short clip of it. And uh, James, do you want to guess what they sing? Uh, Evergreen. <laughs> no, no. Think, <laughs> think, think more on uh, the theme of this podcast. Uh, theater in general, I mean. You don't bring me flowers. No, they, they sing a song from Funny Girl. They sing Don't Rain on My Parade. Uh, uh, so makes very sense. Fun. I can yes. see what you're saying now. But I was thinking you don't bring me flowers, Matt. Oh, I, I, I don't. I would have brought you flowers, but you're flying to Paris instead of meeting me at the airport. But whatever. Um, so we'll have that. Stay tuned uh, on late Thursday night and Friday morning to see the entire clip, which I'm sure will be fantastic. Fantastic. I'm getting all verklempt. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay, Matt, what else do we have to talk about today? Okay, just a few things before we both hop on our separate planes going in opposite directions, James. Earlier this week, the upcoming national tour of Cats celebrated National Cat Day by announcing the cast for the tour that will launch from Providence, Rhode Island in January. Leading the company will be Carrie Renee Fuller as Grizabella, McGee Maddox as Rum Tum Tugger, Caitlin Davidson as Jelly Lorome or Jelly Lorum. I don't know anything about cats. Um, Emily G- uh, Jan Phillips as Jenny Anydots, Liz Schmidt, uh, Schmitz as Demeter, and more. We will have the complete cast list in the show notes at broaderradio.com. The tour will launch on January 22nd and will play 24 cities during its first year. Next up, yesterday... Variety reported that Sony Pictures Classics has acquired Sir Kenneth Branagh's new film, All Is True. Uh, in the film, Branagh stars as one William Shakespeare in the final years of his life, which is a very little known part of, of Shakespeare's life. My old friend Dame Judi Dench plays Shakespeare's wife, Anne Hathaway. Nope, not that one. The other one. <laughs> um, we'll get, we're going to come back to that. Um, and Sir Ian McKellen plays the Earl of Southampton. As is his want, Branagh will not only star in the film, but he will also direct it. And it will play a one-week awards qualifying run in New York and L.A. beginning on December 21st before opening wide in uh, in 2019. Now, James, we all love Judy Dench. Everybody loves Judy Dench. This is not a complaint about anything uh, to do with the lovely dame. But she's 26 years older than Branagh, while Anne Hathaway was only eight years older than Bill. Now, Shakespeare died at the age of 52 and Branagh is a sprightly 57, but Anne died six years later at either 66 or 67. So with no shade cast on Judy Dench's ability to portray anyone and everyone of whatever age she desires. But I'm casting the faintest amount of side eye towards this casting here of the 80 something Judy Dench as uh, as Anne Hathaway. I feel like you just asked me if a train leaves Chicago doing 50 miles an hour and a train goes from I'm just saying, Phoenix. I'm just saying. I'm just I saying. was like, I, I, I missed what you were uh, – I'm just saying that yeah. 
Anne Hathaway at the time of this film is probably in her late 50s, maybe early 60s. Judy Dench is actually in her early 80s. I think she's probably 20 to 25 years too old to play this role, especially opposite Kenneth Branagh is all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I can all right, whatever. <laughs> anyway, okay, one last thing that just, just came in right as we started recording. Um, by the time this ep- – well, not necessarily because this episode is going to come out here before midnight. But at midnight Eastern time, uh, transitioning from Tuesday to, to Wednesday, the latest Hamill Drop episode will be released. And it will feature none other than Sarah Bareilles singing, oh. singing Theodosia Reprise, which is an <sighs> Act 2 song that was cut – it's a moment between Aaron Burr and his daughter. It will also feature Alex Lacamoire on piano and bass. And on drums will be the one and only uh, Quest Love from the Roots Music crew. Um, so uh, that'll be very interesting. Excited to hear about that. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I love the uh, the Hamilton mixtape. I love the Hamill drops. I love all this stuff. So really uh, excited to hear Sarah Bareilles, who is one of uh, one of my favorite people, let alone performers. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, uh, do you follow uh, Jason Robert Brown on uh, tw- on the Twitter machine? I do not. No, I do not. Uh, the, the, the retweets of people saying nice things about him got to be a little too much. <laughs> He, you know, actually, I'm not sure if this is uh, a Facebook exclusive or if he if he did it on um, on Twitter as well. I saw it on Facebook. He's got he's got a public post about the Slovenian translation of the last five years, and he's going back and forth with the translator. It is freaking hysterical and touching and really wonderful, and and it's so interesting. So if you're a fan of the last five years, fan of Jason R. Brown, yeah. Uh, go check out the Facebook machine because he's got the Slovenian translation of the last five years. Very funny. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and uh, BroadwayStars.com. I'm saying au revoir. And uh, I will be back uh, Tuesday or something like that. But Matt is going to take you in. I'm going to do something. Amply through the week, into the weekend. Matt hosting this week on Broadway uh, with uh, Michael Portantier and Peter Felicia. And uh, we will talk to you then. Have a great Wednesday. Wednesday.